Today I want to introduce you to the Sefer Netzach Yisrael. It's a fascinating Sefer on Moshiach. As they say, it's a must read. Most people are aware of the author, but completely unaware of this special Sefer that's quoted. And the Netzach Yisrael was written by the Maral of Prague. The Maral of Prague, as we know, is Unzere Hevra. He's from our Mishpacha because the Beis Harab are descendants of the Maral of Prague. The first thing you learn when you open up the Yoim Yoim is that the Rabbi Seinu Nesienu, they come from the Maral of Prague, which right away at the beginning of the Yoim Yoim, the Shoshela Sayachas, right, Shehu Mizerab David Ben Yishai, that the Maral was a descendant of David Amelech and our Abayim, who are direct descendants of the Maral of Prague, are obviously also from Zerah Beis David. As a matter of fact, you see this in the name of the Maral. The Maral's name was Rabbi Yehuda Loi. His father was the famous Rabbi Tzala Loi. Loi in German is Lion. That's how he got the name, because they were Mishpachas from Shevet Yehuda which the symbol of Yehuda is a lion. As a matter of fact, on the Maharal's Matseva is a lion. Is the symbol of a lion is, until today, on the Maharal of Prague's Matseva, you will see a picture of a lion. And the name of his Svarim that he wrote, his famous Pirush on Rashi al that the Rebbe quotes hundreds of times, is the Gur Aryeh, Gur Aryeh Yehuda, Gur Aryeh, which is also because he comes from Shevet Yehuda, this is the name that he used for his Sefer. So the Maral was a Mashiach Dikayit, and the Maral obviously much more famous for his creating the Goylam than writing his Svarim. But if you would have asked the Maral, the Goylam to him was something he did on the side. It wasn't his main, his main uh, accomplishment, as a matter of fact. He would have kept it quiet, if not for the, his son-in-law and other things. We may never have known about the Goylem of Prague. However, his Svarim, those are his everlasting Yesoides. A little bit about the history of the Maral. <clears throat> the Maral, he was born in the year about um, between 1512 and 1526. And... People say, oh, the Maral of Prague. The Maral was not, he didn't spend most of his life actually in Prague, just to put it out there. He was born, they say, um, out of Prague, and for many, many years he was the Rav in the city of Mikulov, which is Nikolsburg. You know, we have the famous Sadik Shmelk of Nikolsburg. The Maral was. The Rav there for many, many years in Nicholsburg. And it was only later in life, in the year 1588, and you have to understand that the Maral himself passed away in the year 1609. So he was only came to Prague in the year 1588. And even then, after he was there for a couple of years, he moved because he became the chief rabbi of Poland. And then he came back to Prague and he was buried in Prague. But the idea is the Maral of Prague did not spend his main years were actually not in Prague as the Rav. There was a famous Rav in Prague, 
Yitzchak Chayis, I think it's Marat Chayis, that was the Rav in Prague, but the Maral is buried in Prague, and his shul, the Alton Shul, is still there today. A little bit of history about Prague. Prague today is the only city in Europe that the Nazis, Yemach Shemam, did not destroy when they conquered and inhabited the area, not out of their generosity and not out of their care, but rather they wanted to turn Prague into the museum of the Jewish people. Yemach Shemoy designated the city of Prague for his museum. If people one day want to visit and know what Jews and their shtetl used to look like, he picked Prague and therefore they left intact all the beautiful shuls, all the, the whole Yiddish gas. You have the cemetery there where the Maral is buried. That was left intact to be a museum. But Baruch Hashem, the Ebishterz Gaholfin, Matzileinu Miyodom. So we're here, they're gone, and Prague is still here. The Maral wrote many, many, many Svarim. As a matter of fact, on the shelf here on the left, you'll find the Sifri Maral. The Maral wrote a pirosh on Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim called Gvuras Hashem. There's a very, very famous pirosh on Pirkei Yovais. And then he has a very special pirosh on Inyone Moshiach, which is one of the Yisoyed Sforim to understand the Geula Asida. He designates an entire sefer about Moshiach. And the sefer is called Netzach Yisroel, which Yisroel is the name of Yaakov, the way he's serisim alikim, the way he's victorious, the ultimate victory, which is the union of Geula, as well as Netzach, is the union of it brings out the Geula, the Nitzchis of Klal Yisrael. Therefore, he names it Netzach Yisrael. And it's a very, very analytical and very, very easy read, very, very seichodic. The Maral was very, very into philosophy, understanding things, I'll be seichol, and he explains and he writes in a very, very easy to understand way. Sefer Netzach Yisrael is fascinating. But I want to just share with you one Nekuda from the Netzach Yisrael today, from Perik Aleph of Netzach Yisrael, which is a fascinating Indian. And he says like this, Ki if you want to know for sure that Moshiach is coming, just think of the fact that we are in Golos, and that itself will show you that we're going to have to have Geula. Now, he explains this in a fascinating way. And that is that every Chidush, anything that's a novelty, anything that's against nature, needs constant reinforcement. That's what the Alter Rebbe explains in Shayichut Ve'emunah, Mechadish Betuvoy, that the Eibishter is creating the world. Why does it have to be the Dvar Hashem creating it every moment? Because the world, which is Gashmias, should not be created from Ruchnias, Yesh Me'ayin. In order for the Gashmias to be continuously existing, needs to be continuously being created by Hashem. For example, Moshe, if I have this phone, it really should be, according to gravity, it should be down. If I want it to be in the ear, I have to constantly hold it. The second I let go, it's going to fall. Because anything that's against its nature, anything that's a chidush, needs constant reinforcement. It has to be done every second. The moment you let go, it's going to fall apart. He says, you have to understand that galus is not natural. The fact that the shinta bigalusa, the fact that yidin are in galus, 
and the fact that we are not with the Abishter, this is something which is not normal. It's something which is not natural. Like it's brought down, the Rebbe brings down in the Agadah, and the Pirushim on the Agadah, that it says that Yidin went into Mitzrayim, Anus al Dibor. What does it mean, Anus al Dibor? That it wasn't normal. Yid going into Mitzrayim is a oinus. It's not something natural. And therefore, if you look at it as not natural, you shouldn't say, wow, it existed for so long, it's going to continue forever. Because something that's an unnatural phenomena shouldn't be a shock that it's going to end. Something that's not natural should be a shock that it exists for another second. If you see something which doesn't make sense, it's like a weird thing. So it's not shot off. Oh, if it lasted like that for the last hundred years, it'll probably continue. Every moment that it's that way doesn't make sense. It doesn't make it more sense that it should continue. And therefore, says the Maral, when you look at Golos, Golos itself should inspire you to realize that it's going to end at any moment, that it's not going to take a huge process for Mashiach to come. It's not going to have to uproot anything. On the contrary, Golos itself is not normal, and therefore at any moment it shouldn't be a shock that it finishes.